Talk Radio.
Take it all away, take it all away till all that's left is true. And the sun slide down from heaven. Search me, search me. I'm open, I'm open. Search me, search me. Search me, search me. You're the only one qualified. You're the only one qualified. Cause you made me, you made me. Cause you made me.
Well, there's an atmosphere of a prophetic voice that's speaking right now. When God shows up, he speaks. He moves. Why don't you lift up your hands right now? Somebody's going to leave encouraged tonight. That heavy burden is lifting right now. That thing you're facing is leaving right now. You're getting your victory right now. Come on, lift up your hands. Somebody who needs to be encouraged. Right now, your faith is returning to you. Your joy is coming back to you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for tonight, God. I thank you for another opportunity, God, to sit before your people to tell them what thus says the Lord. I thank you for doing what you're going to do on tonight, God, in the lives of your people, so that your name may get the glory, God. Sit me down, and you stand up mightily in me tonight, God. Use me to your benefit, however you see fit. In the name of Jesus, amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host. Prophet Stacy, thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from Baruch chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. There's Ruth chapter 1, verses 20 and 21 from the New Living Translation. Also, I'm going to read verse 21 from the Amplified as well. It reads as following. Don't call me Naomi, she responded. Instead, call me Mara, for the Almighty has made life very bitter for me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back home empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has caused me to suffer and the Almighty has sent such tragedy upon me? Again, it's Ruth 1. Verses 20 and 21 from the New Living Translation. In verse 21 from the Amplified, Naomi says, I left full with a husband and two sons, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? Since the Lord has has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me. Tonight's message. The title of tonight's message is Brief Talks. Grief has a way of talking, saying some things you can't possibly mean if it weren't for the pain, for the hurt you're feeling. I understand. Let's talk. We're going to be real on tonight. I understand. Let's talk. Grief has a way of talking, saying things that you can't possibly mean if it weren't for the pain, the hurt you're feeling. I felt led to do this message tonight on the subject of grief after I read a post on Facebook. Y'all have stayed with me when I read that post on Facebook back in November. And here it is January of a new year. And I'm still thinking about a post from 2021 in November. But after I read this post on, on Facebook back in November, what the person said in the post really stayed with me. I just couldn't shake it. I just couldn't shake this mother's grief. Her grief Quicken words. The grief was talking, and I just couldn't, couldn't shake what she said. These are her exact words. She posted, I'm not going to say her name, but these are her exact words she posted. I knew God hated me, but not enough to take my son. 
I knew God hated me, but not enough to take my son. I don't know what to do, because this has to be a sick joke, like my baby finna wake up and get on my nerves. Pray for me, because I'll never be the same after this. I knew God hated me, but not enough to take my son. That part, that's the part that stayed with me, that, that just shook me, that just really, really messed with me. And that's the reason why this message is coming forth tonight. I knew God hated me, but not enough to take my son. That part. That part had me asking, wondering, God, are there really people out there that believe you hate them? Are there really people out there like her that really believe you hate them? All I know for sure is 400 people, y'all, 400 people gave this post either the sad emoji care emoji. However, I went back to this person's page today. I went back to her page today just to check on her because I care. I don't know her like that, but I care. And guess what? This post is no longer there. Guess what? This post is no longer there. And I can only pray this means she felt the way she felt, but later regretted her post. I can only pray that she felt the way she felt, but later on regretted her post, regretted letting the grief talk, which is what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about grief talks. Beloved, you will regret every word you said, posted, texted, if you keep talking while you're hurting. Beloved, you will regret every word you said, you've posted, you've texted. If you keep talking while you're hurting, feel how you feel. Of course, we're all human. Feel how you feel, but don't let everybody know how you feel. Feel how you feel, but don't let everybody know how you feel. Side note, this is just a side note. I don't know this person. As I said earlier, I don't know her like that. I don't know this person. We are not Facebook friends, so I couldn't comment on her post. Facebook wouldn't let me. But I do believe this is a post God wanted me to see. So he made it appear in my timeline via Facebook friend. But just in case any of you tonight feels like she feels, like God hates you, and the things you're going through is because God hates you, if that's you, if you feel the way she feels, may I remind you, the Bible says there are six, six things the Lord hates. The Bible says that there are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lion tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who sows discord in a family. Again, let me go over with, go over with you again. There are six things the Lord hates. No seven he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, that raised to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in a family. That's Proverbs 6, verse 16 through 19. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 from the New Living Translation. A word for somebody. God does not hate you. 
God does not hate you. Hear me. God does not hate you. But he might just hate the things you do. God does not hate you, but he might just hate the things you do. There's a difference. Repent. If any of the things listed in Proverbs 6 that I just read describes your current behavior, repent. It's a difference between hating you and hating your behavior, hating your actions, hating the things you do. God does not hate you, but he might just hate the things you do. There's a difference. Repent. Repent because God loves you. God loves you. If you're in this world, anywhere in this world, it don't matter what state you're in, what country you're in. If you're in this world anywhere, God loves you. If nobody else has told you lately, God loves you. For for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16, King James Version. Now, don't get me wrong. We have all been guilty of letting grief talk. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to sound like anybody on here tonight is better than the other. No, we have all, including me, we have all been guilty of letting grief talk, letting the hurt speak for us, letting the hurt we feel speak for us. Not one of us can raise our hands on tonight and say we are not guilty of saying what we said in a moment when we were hurting, grieving. Oh, yes, I said what I said, and you did too. You said what you said in a moment when you were hurting, grieving. And I'm no, no, I'm not trying to make excuses, but we are human. Even Job's wife can relate to letting grief speak. Even Job's wife can relate to letting grief speak and saying, saying something she shouldn't have said. But it was just that she got tired of seeing her husband go through everything he was going through and still claiming to be innocent. He was going through what he was going through, and maybe she couldn't wrap her head around it, how he could be going through what he was going through and still claiming to be innocent. Anyways, he was going through what he was going through and still claiming to be innocent, still fighting to maintain his integrity day in and day out. The same old thing. So she just said, why don't you curse God and die? In other words, get it over with. Why don't you just curse curse God and die? Job 2, verse 7 through 9, NIV. Enter nice foundational text. Now let's get to the foundational text. Enter nice foundational text. Naomi was grieving the loss of her husband and both of her sons. Naomi was grieving the loss of her husband and both of her sons. She was hurting. So she said, don't call me Naomi. Instead, call me Mara, for the the Almighty has made life very bitter for me. Ruth 1, verse 20, from the New Living Translation. Hear me, somebody. Hear me really good, somebody. Never talk while you're hurting. Never talk while you're hurting, because you will unfairly Start blaming people because you will unfairly start blaming people, blaming that person and that person, this and that. Naomi unfairly blamed God for making her life bitter. Naomi unfairly blamed God for making her life bitter, so much so that she no longer wanted to be called by her birth name. 
she blamed God to the point that she no longer wanted to be called by her birth name. Have you ever felt like you wanted to be somebody else? Have you ever felt like you wanted to be somebody else? I've had that feeling before. Have you ever felt like you wanted to be somebody else for a while and just escape your life? Naomi was tired of being sweet. Her name actually means sweetness. If you look at it in the Amplified, look at tonight's foundational verses in the Amplified. Her name actually means sweetness. She was tired of being little low sweet Naomi. Her life had taken a bitter turn, and she felt like she was pretending, like she was being a hypocrite now, being called Naomi when she was not that person anymore. Instead, she was bitter. She was not sweet, y'all. She was bitter. You see, when you allow grief to talk, that's what we're discussing on tonight. When you allow grief to talk, you tend to see everything one way. But it might just be more to what you're seeing. When you're grieving and you attend and you and you and you allow grief to talk, you tend to see everything one way. But it might just be more to what you're seeing. Even Jesus in Psalms 22, verse 1, even Jesus in Psalms 22 and 1, our ultimate example in everything. Remember that right here on Polyphine, Jesus is our ultimate example in everything, for everything. Even Jesus in Psalms, Psalms 22 and 1, even Jesus, our ultimate example, at a time when he was hurting, he cried out. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Again, it was the hurt. It was the grief that spoke up and questioned why God had turned his back on him, forsaken him. Keep in mind, Jesus endured our sins on the cross. Though he himself had never sinned, but he took sin on his body us on Jesus temporarily. That's the key point. It was temporary. Therefore, therefore, God had to turn his back on Jesus temporarily because he couldn't look upon sin, because he couldn't look upon sin. But again, it was only temporary. But here's the thing. Except when grief is talking, then it will make you feel like that situation surrounding how you how you feel is going to last forever. It's a temporary situation, somebody. But because of the grief, because the grief is talking, it will make you feel like that situation surrounding your feelings is going to last forever. Not so. I'm here tonight to tell you not so. Beloved, not so. The Bible says in all this, in everything that Job went through, no matter what it was, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Job 1, verse 22 from the NIV. And his health and wealth both was restored. And Job's health and his wealth was both restored. The Bible says Job lived 140 years after that living to see four generation of his generations of his children and grandchildren. Then he died an old man who had lived a long life, a full life. That's Job forty two verses sixteen through seventeen from the New Living Translation. That's what I call health restored. <laughs> 
He lived 140 years. He got the opportunity to see four generations of his children and his grandchildren. That means his health was, was restored. There were no more boils on his body. His health was restored. And then the next verse says, after Job, where the verse up above it says, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. That's Job 42 and 10 from the NIV. That's wealth restored. He got back twice as much as he had before. As for Naomi, how she was feeling at the time of tonight's foundational text didn't last either. I told you it's temporary. God restored family to her. No, he can no no somebody. I can hear you in my spirit. No somebody. He cannot bring your loved one back. If they are gone, he can't bring your loved one back. If they are deceased, he cannot bring your loved one back. But he can restore family to you. Let me show you how he did Naomi. Her sons were gone. Her sons were deceased. Her husband was was deceased. But Ruth, Ruth being more like a daughter to her than a daughter-in-law, when she married Boaz, of course there was wealth. After Ruth got got married and became one with Boaz, of course there was wealth. But Ruth and Boaz were like her children. And when they had a child, the Bible says something amazing, something amazing that will blow your mind. I'm going to start at verse 13. This is verse 13 of Ruth 4, and I'm going to read all the way down to 17 from the Amplified. The Bible says, So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife, and when and he went in to her, and the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed is the Lord who has not left you without a redeemer, without a grandson, and as an heir today, and may his name become famous in Israel. Even the women there recognized that, that Ruth's baby was like a grandson to her. And they, they told Naomi, Blessed is the Lord who has not left you without a redeemer, a grandson, as an heir today, and may his name become famous in Israel. May he also be to you as one who restores life and sustains your old age. Here the Lord is restoring help to her. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and is better to you than ten sons, has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child. This is the most amazing part. Then Naomi took the child and placed him on her lap, and she became his nurse. The New King James says she laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. Either way, that's amazing. Because Naomi was an old lady, but God restored her health to the point that she could nurse her baby. Glory to God. The neighbor, the neighbor, the neighborhood, maybe, the neighborhood women gave him a name saying, a son, grandson has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed, worshiper. He is the father of Jesse, 
the father of David, the ancestor of Jesus Christ. Now, you see at the end how she ended up getting getting connected to Jesus? Because her grandson, Ruth's baby, his name was Obed, and he became the father of Jesse, the father, and Jesse was the father of David. And David was the ancestor of Jesus Christ. So it all tied in there together. Again, that's Ruth 4, verses 13 through 17 from the Amplified. God restored family to Naomi. God restored health and wealth to Naomi. In the end, she was bitter no more. In the end, she was bitter no more. I decree and declare the same over everybody listening right now. Whether you're right now is actually right now, live, or right now, later, Right now, next week, or whenever, it it don't matter. I decree and declare this over your life. You are grieving, you are hurting, and the grief is speaking, talking. But in the end, you will be bitter no more. Hear me. In the end, you will be bitter no more. Your family be restored. Your health be restored. You be restored. Wealth restored. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. Somebody, if you need that word, if it was your word for tonight, receive it. Please receive it. There's no time of time of distance when it comes to God, so please receive it. Now let's talk salvation because I don't want to take for granted that everybody under the sound of my voice is saved. I wish that was the case, but I'm not naive enough to believe that. But I do know that this is your opportunity. If you're not saved or maybe you're not where you need to be with the Lord, this is your opportunity to get all of that right. To get all of that right. Hebrews 4 and 15 from the Amplified says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human, in every way, in every way, in every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin which means that there is nothing too bad you have done or are currently doing that you can't come to Jesus in the part of your sin and talk to him about it because he understands your humanity. But, love, you are not too bad that you can't change. I don't care what you've been told, what your family speaks over you. You just begin to rebuke their words right now and plead the blood of Jesus over your mind over your mind because you will not be like your father. You will not be like your mother. Whatever generation of curse keeps running your family, it will stop on today. On tonight, it will stop with you. You don't have to receive their negative words towards you anymore after tonight. You are not too bad that you can't change. You can't, you, you can be helped. You can be helped. It means for somebody else, you're not too good because there are those of you that think you're too good that you don't need Jesus. You're a good person, and you're automatically going to go to heaven. But it don't work like that. You must receive Jesus. He's the only way to heaven. If you want to go to heaven, you got to receive him. He's the only way. The truth and the life, he's the only way. No matter how good you've been, how good you think you are, that's the main thing. You think you are. It's in your mind. That's what you think. You still need Jesus. You are not exempt from temptation, from being tempted. You are not exempt from doing and saying some things that you shouldn't. We all have been there where we've said some things, done some things that we shouldn't. Therefore, 
You need Jesus just like the rest of us to help you live this life out and to make it to eternity in peace because there will be in an eternity for you spent either in hell or in the presence of Jesus. Can't you see? Just, just look around you. Every day on the news, somebody has passed and left this earth. I can't say where they went because I don't know their lifestyle. But I'm going to tell you like this, they left the earth every day. Young, old, celebrities, well-known people, everybody, they are leaving. And it's time to get right so you can leave your right one way or the other. If you leave young, you want to leave right. If you leave old, you want to leave right. The Bible says in hell, the rich man lifted up his eyes. He lifted up his eyes, which means he was aware. He was alert, and he still had mobility. And that's bad to have all of those things still working, but you in hell. Luke 16, 22 through 23 from the King James Version. But, love, you don't want that. You don't want to lift up your eyes and know that you are in hell. No, you want to lift up your eyes and automatically feel the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and know that you have eternal peace and that you are with Jesus. Philippians 4 and 7, New King James. The, uh, the Bible says in Second in, in Corinthians 5 and 8 from the New King James, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's for somebody, if you're concerned about your loved one and you know they left here safe, to be absent, Paul said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. For somebody, who is your Lord? It's time you made Jesus your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9 through 10 tells, tells you how to do that, tells us how to do that. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's just as simple as that. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. I don't care if all you got is a little mustard seed of faith, because that's all the Bible requires as a starting point. That's all the Bible requires as a starting point. So you profess with your faith and are saved. So tonight I want you to open your mouth. If you're if you're a football fan, you was hollering on last night for the game. Well, I want you to open your mouth, the same mouth that was hollering for the for the team last night, whether you won or you lost. Cause I ain't into football like that. To each his own. But if you won or lost, it don't even matter. I just want you to come with that same energy on tonight and repeat after me, Jesus. I confess with my own mouth, that I am a sinner in need of you. I repent of any wrong actions, words, spoken, or thoughts I've had. I believe with my heart that you are, are the Son of God raised from the dead. I need you. I want you as my Lord and Savior with faith. As little as a mustard seed, I believe, because remember I told you that's the starting point of faith right there, just a, just a little bit enough for, for a mustard seed size, is it? With faith, as little as a mustard seed, I believe. Somebody say, I believe. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. To God be the glory. Now, for anybody that's tuning in that's new to Believing Fire, I used to open the phone lines on Believing Fire, but the Holy Spirit led me to do it a different way because Believing Fire always 
deals with real issues and the Holy Spirit is such a gentleman. He don't want to put nobody on the spot. So if this message or any other message that has went forth was really a message for you and you need prayer, additional prayer, or maybe you need a Bible-based consultation, I'm going to give you a number where you can talk one-on-one with me in private. It won't be on the air because Believe It Fire goes overseas and you will be heard everywhere and some things don't need to be heard everywhere some things just need to be private between me and you and god me and you and the holy spirit so if you if you need prayer or bible-based consultation you can call or text 865-408-8690 again that's 865-408-8690 or you can email prolificfire at gmail.com that's prolificfire at gmail.com, the ministry's name, prolificfire at gmail.com. If you miss the number, you miss the email, it don't matter because wherever you know me and this ministry from, whether it's Facebook, my personal page, the ministry's Facebook page, or Instagram or Twitter, either of those, wherever you know me from, after this after service tonight, just look for it. It will be posted. And if you need to call, you need to text, you need to email, do what you need to do. I will be honored to talk to you, to lead you, however the Holy Spirit leads me in at that time in, in ministering to you. I look forward to talking to you. I only ask that you be serious about it. Don't contact me playing, because some people do, and they end up getting blocked. Don't contact me playing, pretending like you need prayer, but you really don't. You want something else. I'm not the one to be playing with like that. Don't do that. I'm serious about God. If you're serious, if you need some help, I ain't got no problem with it. If you need prayer or Bible-based consultation, as I said, reach out. Or if you just want to say, I enjoyed tonight's service or or I, I turned my life over to the Lord or perhaps I came back to the Lord. If you want to say any of those things, that's fine. Or perhaps you want to. Sponsor child to World Vision because I am a World Vision sponsor. been sponsoring children, different children, since 1997. And I'm also a, child, a World Vision child ambassador. So if you would like to reach out to a child overseas that's in need and change their life for the better for just $39 a month, you can do that with me too. I can hook you up with that too because I'm a sponsor for them. And no, I don't get paid to do this. This is what... I love to do because the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Now, with all that said, if you want to give into the ministry, thank you. Those of you that have been given faithfully, 36, 100 fold, I pray that the Lord bless it back to you. Wherever it is that you need it the most, according to your faith being unto you. Thank you so much. If you feel led to sow the ministry, PayPal is paypal.me slash prolificfire. Paypal.me slash prolificfire. And the cash app is a dollar symbol, prolific fire. Dollar symbol, prolific fire, written all together. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at prolific fire. On Instagram, my property safety. Like the prolific fire ministry Facebook page. Also, check out prolificfire.com. You can donate. You can send in your prayer request. It will come directly to me. Or you can sponsor a child. All of that on the website. So check it out. Also, if you don't mind having your prayer request on the air and you need to join my sister back for faith on the line, we'll probably just pay my sister in ministry, join her back 
for Faith on the Line Friday night. It's a time of prayer and encouragement. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Call the same number that many of you call tonight. Thank you, everybody that's on the phone line. I can see your number. I'm not going to call out nobody's number. I'm professional. I'm not going to do that. But thank you for being there. I appreciate it. If you want to call back on Friday and get your prayer request on the air, if you don't want to reach out to me, but you don't mind having your prayer request on the air, call the same number that you called tonight, 347-426-3782. Friday night, it starts 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. The Lord is always there with us in prayer. I will be with her Friday night in prayer as well. So join us for prayer Friday night. The phone lines will be open. Then join me back here on Prolific Fire, same night, time, and place. And for those of you that's on a platform that you can't see the time and the and the time, it's always Monday night unless something is going on and I have to change it. Most, But for the most part, it's always Monday night, 10 Eastern, 9 Central, 7 Pacific. Join me back then for another word from the Lord. With all of that being said, have an awesome night in the Lord, everybody. God bless. I'm out.